Bowie Jane and Jess Bowen from Babes Behind the Beats on Adobe Radio. And today we have in the studio, well, virtually, Shireen Nicole, who is the Chief Creative and Marketing Officer of Adobe Radio, which is where our show is can be heard. So welcome, Shireen. Thank you. Hi, Jess. Hi, Bowie. <laughs> ah, we're so, so excited to have you on the show. Um, obviously, you are just a huge, you know, you're so great for Adobe Radio. You do so much for us. And we just, we just want to like talk to you and get to know, like our listeners can get to know exactly what like your job entails because you have a big role there. You make a lot of things happen. So yes. if you want to give us maybe even just a little bit of a background, a backstory of like everything that you do. Okay. Well, the full backstory is pretty funny. So when I started working for Adobe, it was probably 1999. Um, I wasn't born yet, but what happened was- <laughs> Neither were we. <laughs> right, right. Um, Tom was actually working for me in Georgetown here in D.C. Okay. And uh, yeah, he came in and was working for me. If you guys don't know, Tom is Adobe CEO and founder. So he came in one day. I was his boss. That's that's you know, I, I think I've gone wrong with my life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. You're like, wait, yeah, I was I his have... boss. <laughs> yeah, maybe I've, I've, I'm doing this wrong. But anyway, I was his boss. He came in one day and he's like, hey, I'm doing this radio station. Will you help me? I was like, yeah. And that's where it all started way back then with Adobe Radio, the first station. Um, and now coming forward, uh, I was not working with Adobe full time. I was working for Derek Rutledge, who is the makeup artist for Oprah Winfrey. And he's also been the makeup artist for Michelle Obama, uh, for Patti LaBelle, Shaka Khan, on and on and on. Derek is wow. an incredible artist. And we had worked together way back when I was at Howard and I was doing the homecoming fashion show in 1995. So that kind of came back around, which tells all of you babes out there to keep your connections, you know, network with people and hold on to them because it always kind of comes back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was wanting to just do more of what I could do um, because I'm a writer, I'm a designer, and I had all of these creative things in mind to do through my graphic design, which was my original career. I started doing events. I started doing marketing. And I wanted to be more fulfilled in, in kind of mixing all of those things together. And so Tom said, well, Adobe's ready for you full time. And I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was maybe, I want to say somewhere between 2011 and 2013, what is time? Um, and right. that's how I came to Adobe. So that also kind of tells you what I do. Uh, Adobe really does allow me to mix all of those things together in my role. So as creative director, I am the the queen of the brand. Um <laughs> you That's are. what Alex calls me because she's like Queen Shireen, which I think yes. she's just being really nice to me. <laughs> Queen Shireen. I love that. Okay, that's perfect. <laughs> it's so sweet, right? It makes me feel good. But, um, but I just make sure that our brand is um, consistent, there, that there's brand recognition, which you guys I know are seeing more and more of with us. Uh, we're launching a new 
I think this will be the first time the public hears this, so I'll say it uh, exclusive here, is that we're launching a new corporate identity uh, really soon. Or we have, if you're in Brooklyn, you can see it right off the Brooklyn Bridge or the Williamsburg. Yeah, that's right. Right off the bridge, you can see a huge Adobe sign and uh, several, um, as you guys know, <laughs> several uh, billboards for several of our shows. And on that main billboard at the topper is the new Adobe corporate branding done by Jeff Launchman. And it is incredible. It looks amazing. So the corporate branding, what does that mean? What do you mean? So like, I mean, I obviously know what it means, but maybe explain to the listeners what it means to be rebranding corporate. Okay. So every brand that you love has an identity and an identity is the means through which you recognize the brand. So it's the way the brand appears. It's the Apple Apple or the way that Pandora is written or that little speaker thing that Spotify has and the way that they have their green. That is the brand. And the reason that you want to keep that consistent is so your audience knows who you are at a glance. Like when we see any of our favorite brands, when we see Vans, we know it's Vans, right? It's nobody else. And that's what branding does. But over time, you want to update your branding because styles change, technology changes, you maybe even the corporation itself has changed a little bit. And so our old a corporate brand, which is not the really great Adobe radio kind of graffiti logo. That one um, was a little old. It was in my handwriting. I didn't oh. want to look at that anymore. Wait, is so, that this one? <laughs> no, that's the, that's the graffiti. That's uh-huh. the Adobe radio graffiti. Yeah. That's also done by Jeff Launchman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. So I, I hope I explained branding, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, it's really interesting, the whole branding concept. So what, what do you have? planned out for the year in your role to I don't know get more exposure for the brand and so that taking care of the brand is on my creative director or creative chief creative officer side which means I also work with our program director Eddie Barella on shows or on programming that's going to push the network forward that's general programming that might not be a host-driven show, right? So that's that side. On the marketing side, we have things like the billboards that we're, we're seeing all over the country right now. And we do those in order to increase our brand recognition, to bring new listeners in and things like that. So I'm going to continue doing those. Uh, Bowie, the great t-shirt that you have on is one of those <laughs> things that we do. To, I love this t-shirt. I do too. And we've got new ones coming they're different from that guys will get them soon sorry shireen i actually was just curious like taking it back a little further like i don't know if you mentioned this yet at all but like how did you in college like what did you study and how did you know like what direction you were going to take with this and how did it lead you to getting into like working for i mean we know that you worked with tom before but did you know that you wanted to be in something very music related no, I um, I have I was clueless for like thirty years, completely. <laughs> you know, I was just sliding through. I started off in, believe it or not, I always knew I wanted to be an artist, a visual artist. That was always my thing. Uh, I didn't. I knew that I loved storytelling, but I wasn't sure that that was a job. I didn't even think art was a job. I was like, I'm going to be broke and cutting ears off like Van Gogh. You know, I didn't. Know. <laughs> um. And so I thought, oh, architecture, that will allow me to create things, but, you know, no. Mm-mm. So I went to Howard University 
And I was in the School of Architecture and I realized that that was not where I should be. And I found out there was a School of Fine Arts. And mm. so I realized that that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to study graphic design. So I started off in graphic design at Howard, graduated with my BFA there. And that was like, oh my God, you guys, I'm so old. Okay. So that was the, I, I'm not even going to say it. Oh my, that was the <laughs> beginning of computer graphics. Well, you weren't born. It was fine. Yeah. You weren't <laughs> right. born yet in 99. So I was using, yeah, I was using my special powers to observe the dawn of, of graphic design. But that was really when, that was really when um, Apple was really kicking off and we were doing designs. Photoshop was just coming into being uh, and, and programs like that. And so I had found heaven, really. That was where I needed to be. So I started as a designer. but And Howard is an amazing place because you get to meet a lot of people. So I did the homecoming fashion show uh, in 1995. My back hurts just thinking about it. I need a cane. Do you guys have a cane? Where can I put my dentures? Oh, um, but, but I did the homecoming fashion show and discovered my love for event planning. And I, I created this thing called Afro Bison, which was the bison. Howard is the bison mascot. And I gave him a giant 70s fro and an Afro pick. And so that was the first time I really discovered combining these things that I enjoyed. So after Howard, with the connections I made there, I was able to work for a variety of people in the entertainment industry, um, from, you know, Derek Rutledge, who I mentioned, to Jackie Christie from Basketball Wives, um, to Chris Webber, uh, and then also like Volvo and MTV and PBS Kids, and just this wide range of clients. Discovery, I spent a lot of time at Discovery Network. And that what, what I was finding out in meetings is that when they were asking me to design, I also had ideas about the event. Like, well, what if we did this and we could design this thing? And then more and more people were hiring me not just to do the graphics, but to also help them design their events Cool. and to push them wow. out there. We, so we were doing incredible incredibly complex invitations and things like that. And, and that kind of just continued to grow. And, and I continued working in that realm. That's well, so cool. It, it's, it's funny how people's careers change over time and it's through people you know and um, it's connection, 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 which is like the older you are, the better off you are because you just know so many people. Not so that you're true. old. Oh, no, I am immortal. No. <laughs> You're a vampire. <laughs> I'm going to start singing Queen any moment, but it'll be off key. But I'm going to be like, I am immortal. I have inside me blood of kings. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yes, love it. How would you say your um, the role has changed, maybe even at Adobe, with, I guess, Spotify becoming more popular and I guess digital radio becoming more popular. But, you know, with all the evolution of social media and TikTok mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know... It hasn't, I mean, it's changed, right? But it's only gotten better because people understand the medium more. When we first started, people didn't really get what digital or internet radio was. So it was a handful of, of innovators who were making it happen. Now, as we, we've gotten more into streaming, it's only benefited Adobe because we don't have to work as hard to have people understand who we are and what we do. So uh, Spotify, Pandora, um, iHeart, they've all actually really helped us. 
And um, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of us borrow from each other, like we learn things from each other. And that keeps us pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, with uh, musicians? Would you say the marketing plan for or creative strategies for musicians is the same as what you do for corporate? I mean, it's obviously a bit different, but the branding aspect that you're doing with Adobe, would you recommend doing that for artists as well? You know, I do think it's different um, because so much of what we do will actually be in support of artists or in support of labels. And so we're kind of, I don't know how to explain this. It's, it is very different though, because you're talking to the fans in a different way, because you're like, um, for us, Adobe is a lifestyle that encompasses all of the music. And right. so it's it's about how Adobe becomes the soundtrack for the life you're living. What, what artists are doing is, I think, is a bit more about connecting personally. It's it's more one-to-one, you know, where that makes your music speaks to, to them and you're looking to find your specific audience that are, are going to be your ride or dies and, and follow you throughout your career. With Adobe, we benefit from that because when you have that audience, like the summer set and everybody goes crazy because you're back, we benefit from that because we get to partner with you and continue being the soundtrack for their lifestyles. Right. I love that. Did that make yeah, sense? like I, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, no, that does make sense because it's like Adobe like encompasses all of like like you said for an artist like specifically for instance the Somerset yeah like we focus on like our branding is focusing on how to get like our fans like like, like our our actual like audience right whereas like yeah. Adobe is trying to gain that like it's encompassing the whole thing. I know it's hard to explain, right? I'm trying, I know what you're saying, but I can't even yeah, say, I totally like, know reiterate saying. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like a huge party, right? It's like, or yeah. a festival where we're bringing all the artists together and all of their fandoms together in one place. Yeah. Yes. How yeah. would you say for a new artist, um, how would they get noticed by Adobe radio if they're not signed? Okay. So the absolute best thing to do with us is to go to our website, adobe.com, I-D-O-B-I, and hit that submit button and submit your music because our music directors are going to hear it and decide what music fits which station, you know, and we have those three stations, Adobe Radio, which is the pop punk alt rock side. Isn't it amazing how even the word pop punk is coming back? Oh, yeah. Big time coming back. Right? It was gone for so long and now it's back. So we've got that um, and we we call that alt rock till you drop. And then you've got um, Anthem, which is, you know, you know, catch those indie vibes where we're playing all of the good indie tunes. And then we've got how where we're like, um, play it loud, or what do we say? Listen loud, go heavy, because it's all the heavier music. Um, I forgot the question because I was rambling. Um, how would how would a new artist get noticed by Adobe? Um, get their songs so that's in the, the playlist. Way. In rotation. Yeah, so, yeah. so one submit of those stations. Yeah, you su- you go to the the website. You submit. You hit the submit button. You submit your song to one of those three stations, and the music directors will hear it. And if they think it's a great match, they will play it. Period. It doesn't matter whether you're signed or not. We just look for good music. You know, you can also um, you know send stuff into editorial to be recognized. We have a new. We used to do Rise, Rock, and Shine We're on our website, which is editorial base. We're phasing that out. We're going to be doing uh, Radio Uprising, which is, again, uh, artists will be able to send an email to the Radio Uprising inbox and see if we'd like to feature them. Yeah, it's cool. Amazing. 
Well, Jess, I'm back from Australia and boy, did I have a good time. Ate out every night. Ridiculous. But I tell you what got me through. It was ritual vitamins. My nails are getting stronger. It's so exciting. Uh, Ritual's essential for women 18 plus multivitamins were formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women aged 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health and provide antioxidant support. Honestly, my nails are getting stronger by the day. I'm so excited. In the clinical study they did, essential for women 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 40 in 12 weeks and that's about how long I've been taking it right now ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months so visit ritual.com forward slash beats and turn healthy habits into a ritual that's 10% off at ritual.com forward slash beats Shireen I also wanted to talk about at Adobe you do a lot of things you also have your own show Geek Girl Riot yeah, I do. <laughs> so do you want to tell us and our listeners just a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So Geek Girl Riot is kind of it, – it does what it says on the tin. It is uh, – but there are guys too. There are uh, <laughs> male-identifying gents on that show as well. <laughs> um, but, we, but we started off as all women, and it was – just us having a good time talking about all of the geeky things we really love. So that's comic books, television, film, literature, anything geeky. But we also tend to talk about politics because uh, many of us are, are, are BIPOC. Many of us, we're all, of course, most of us are women. Uh, there's also disabled hosts there. So we have a really big range. There's queer hosts. There's the whole range with Geek Girl Riot. So we also end up talking about the intersection of geekiness and identity. Yeah, cool. And um, yeah, so that's really important for us. We talk about voting because that matters a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> it really fucking matters. Right? You know, when yeah. people told me all politicians are the same and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and now you look at this pandemic and you see it's not, it's not about for me, it's not about R's or D's or, you know, or independence. For me, it's about this one thing, who that person is, because I'll tell you something. No matter whether the president had an R or a D beside their name, since 1920, no president has let us have a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. No yep. president yep. has allowed a pandemic to enter this country. Same with <laughs> my glasses. Leave it there. Just we'll let the audience Take that for whatever they want, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have an anger ball. There's anger. Oh in yeah. Here. Hey, in my chest. Muscle. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> well, that's just Geek Girl Riot. So yeah. Yeah. So when is Geek Girl Riot air? So it airs on Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern, and um, yeah, so you can listen to it. Of course, it podcasts as well. So there's multiple chances to listen, and that's what we do. And it's funny because the way Geek Girl Rat came about is I was doing a local TV show, and I think you guys know I am ridiculous. And so I was being ridiculous on this local geeky TV show uh, called Fantastic Forum, and Eddie saw a clip, and he's like, can you do that on the radio? And I said, yeah, actually, we can. Oh, my God. Ah. That's so cool. So he wanted you to start your own show. So it was like he approached you to do it. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. And look what it has become. That is amazing. Yeah. So cool. 
I still can't believe people listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) I can. I can. I love it. Well, Queen Shireen, thank you so much for being here. We are like just so thrilled to have you on. And uh, thank you for sharing all of your, you know, information with us and for the listeners so that they, you know, it's just an interesting, it's just something that I think a lot of people don't know that they can get into. So it's always nice to like get that info from people who are doing it and who have done it and who are very successful in it. So thank you so thank much you. for sharing with us. Yeah, and, pay, and so different much. jobs in the music industry. There's just yeah. so many. Yeah. There's so much good stuff. And I really do want more films to yes. to go for it yep. because we're not seeing you and we want to see you. We want to work with you. We want to play your music, all of it. Yes, please. That's exactly why we have this you know, show is we just want women to be more confident in doing this, you know? Yes. So, yeah. So, all right. Well, Shireen, thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for giving us your time and we love you. Thank you for everything that you do for us. <laughs> love you guys too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.